Okay, let me just review from last week. Last week we talked about um, black and white Christianity. Yeah? Last week was pretty good, yeah? You guys remember last week? He was like, yeah, it was good. I don't remember what it was, but yeah. Okay. Um, so tonight we're back in Genesis. We're going to have a, lot, a bunch of different scriptures um, tonight. And uh, this is kind of applicable to the life that we lived right now. Whee! How are you doing? Good. Uh? Yay. Yay. Good job. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Genesis chapter one. So last week I didn't read a whole lot from Genesis. This week I want to read um, some scriptures that we didn't cover last week. So, um, yeah, pretty awesome. The cool thing about Genesis is that it's the beginning. Like, it's the first of everything. So the next time you guys read Genesis, just think that this is the first time any of these things have happened. Yeah? And, uh, yeah. So let's pick it up in um, verse 26. Okay? So verse 26, God had pretty much created all of creation, and now he's coming to the, the pinnacle of his creation, which is, which is mankind. Okay? Awesome. Okay, so let's go 24. And God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures according to their kind, uh, livestock, creeping things, beasts of the earth according to their kinds, and it was so. Uh, I love that. Yeah, God said, let these things happen, and what happened? It happened, right? God said, let it happen, and it, and it happened, okay? Like, that, that should encourage our prayer life. Like, this is a little side note, yeah? Like, all God has to do is say it, and, and it'll happen, okay? What do we do on our part? Yeah, we ask and believe, amen? We ask and believe, and we let God work out all the details, okay? That's a little side extra order, side order. That's a side order tonight, okay? All right, um... Okay, so let's keep on going. Uh, verse 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds. I just got to read that one more time. Uh, let's create man in our image and after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. And all the fishermen and divers said, Amen. Amen. Dominion over the fish. <laughs> right? Me and Kalei was talking about that this weekend. Like, God, forgive me. I'm about to murder some fish right now. It's good? Okay, amen. Let's keep on going. Okay. So let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every cre creeping thing um, that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, over every living creature that moves on the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of the earth, and every tree with seed on its fruit. You shall have them for food, um, and every beast of the earth, and every bird of the heaven, and everything that creeps um, on the earth. Everything that has breath of life, I have given um, every green plant for food. Amen? And it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning on day number day number six. Okay? All right, so I just want to break that down a little bit. There's a lot in there that really tells us what our role is. 
So um, I love scripture says that his word should be uh, what onto our path. Yeah, it's like we're walking in a world of darkness and God's word is our flashlight. Amen? So we talked about last week, right? So in the beginning, yeah, God created the heavens and earth and what were the four things that were present day one? God was there. The spirit was there. Darkness was there and yeah, okay? And then light was present. Like I think that was probably the aha moment last week that right in the beginning before anything was created there was light and there was darkness, yeah? That God separated them and to which one did he say it was good? Yeah, to the light. He said, he looked at the light and says, this is good, yeah? And then God spoke those things and those things came to happen, okay? Um, <clears throat> Okay, and so we want to open up God's word and, and not just read it, but like just munch on it a little bit, yeah? You guys ever uh, see the, everybody desire, you guys see those uh, food networks, you know? Usually like afternoon when you're like super hungry and you're like watching these guys make like mops, yeah? Or like let's go fishing. At the end of let's go fishing, they're like cooking up the grub, right? And you're like, I'm on my couch. I should be fishing right now or eating fish, you know? Like, why am I watching, like, these people kill some fish and eat some fish and I'm watching them do it? Like, this is dumb. Get off the couch now. Anyway, you know, like, <clears throat> like really, like, when we, when we open up God's word, it should be that type of, like, that you guys see them when they're eating that first bite, you know? Or, like, that, that you guys are like, I want to go home and eat right now, you know? Or, like, uh, was a Hell's Kitchen guy? Well, I guess this is church. We probably shouldn't talk about him. Anyway, Dave Ramsey, right? Is that his name? Gordon, Gordon Ramsey. <laughs> Gordon Ramsey, right? And I love when he like tastes food. Like he, he gets like a little piece of everything. The sauce, the, the rice, the burger, whatever. You know, that's in Locomoco, right? <laughs> Gordon Ramsey, you know, he's probably not making that. Anyway, but when they, when they take the first taste, they're not trying to consume it all, but they're trying to get all the taste of each one. And then they sit there and they're like, you know, they're chewing it, they're tasting it, they're not swallowing it. They're just like mulling it over, you know? Like kind of like a cow. Like you see a cow eat grass, and they're just like, you guys know cows have like seven stomachs? It's like gross, bro. Like they eat grass, store it, and next time they're hungry, they regurgitate that grass and they chew it again. You guys know that? Anyway. Okay, that's why cow is healthy to eat because they eat, you know, grass and we eat them because they eat grass so it's like I'm a vegetarian when I eat cow it doesn't work like that okay anyway I think it does it was like you eat your greens no but I eat that thing that eats greens it's the same thing right they're processing the nutrients that I'm eating it that's scientific that totally works that totally works yeah unless it's like eating GMO corn and then I'm getting cancer Okay, anyway, so what we want to do tonight is we want to open up God's word here in Genesis and we want to just chew on it for a little bit. We want to chew on it, we want to find out its flavors, and we want to see within this scripture that we read tonight, is there anything that is applicable to us in our lives in the 21st century? This was written like thousands of years ago, but anybody believe here tonight that we can learn something that was ancient? Like, 
think about it. None of us here look at Scripture like we look at a textbook. At least hopefully not. You know? You do? History is jacked up. This is full of life. Yeah? Textbook. Dead. Dead. All dead. Okay? Um, well, at least for me, I have tons of textbooks still from college, from my master's program. And what do they do? They collect us, man. They collect us. Some of them I haven't looked at since I've moved into my house. And that was like three years ago. Still in the box. I don't know. I got to get some money back from that. Amen. Anyway, praise God that his word is living and active. Okay? So we want to treat it. What's in the nail? Just disappeared. This is a good part of service. Oh, okay. She's on the phone. The nail. Hang up. Come back. Okay. Okay, so right in the beginning. Okay? So we want to learn, like, God's word is the light onto our feet. So light onto our path, like, really, like, giving us direction. Amen? So what is our role? That's the question that we want to ask. Can we learn something from this passage that we just read to be applied to the lives that we live right now? Okay, so verse 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Okay? For a sentence, what should we ask? What's the question that arises just from this statement? Let us. What's the problem with us? Who is us? Okay? And what's the answer for that? Okay, it was God. Okay? So God and us. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the, the Holy Trinity. We, we, you can uh, go back to the beginning of um, uh, Genesis chapter 1 where it says God was there and the Spirit of God was there. And then he spoke the word, and the word, yeah, the word was God. We read in John chapter 1, the word was God, the word became flesh and it dwelt amongst us. That was Jesus. So who was there in the beginning? God was there, God the Father, yeah, God the Son, Jesus, and then God the Spirit, amen? So we're right in the beginning, and we can learn those things. Who is in the beginning? God is in the beginning, amen? And who was creating us? God, right? And what is God creating? Us. Okay, so right in the beginning, we understand that God was present and God was creating on day number six, the one creation that was separate and different than all other creations up until that point. Okay, so um, let's continue. And let them have dominion over fish, birds, livestock, creeping things, and over all the earth. You guys following me? So right in the beginning, God creates man, yeah, man and woman, okay? Uh, in chapter 2, he goes into more detail about him creating, like, Adam and Eve, but right here, he creates man and, and woman, and he gives them dominion over all the animals that he created and then over the place that he created. So what are we uh, right in the beginning? Like, what is our main role Right from the get-go. We are rulers. Yeah? He's given us dominion. And what is another word for dominion? A ruler. Right from the get-go. We are, yeah? If he's the king, we're princes and princesses right out the get-go. Like he's given us the authority, okay, to uh, manage, to protect, to shepherd, to oversee, uh, to inventory, 
to name, as we're going to learn in a little bit, Adam names all the animals, right? Like really to control the atmosphere that God has placed us. Is that good? That's good right there, okay? Like our first role, God says, let's create man and woman in our image and they shall have dominion and rule over everything that God has created. What's the only thing that we don't have rule over? Why? Because God isn't created. Amen? You guys following me? We talked about that last week, right? That the temptation that, uh, that Eve was tempted by uh, eating of the fruit of what tree? The tree of knowledge and good and evil because if you would be able to do that, you would be like God, okay? Rewind to what we're talking about right now. It's crazy that uh, the devil was tempting or the serpent was tempting uh, Eve with something that she had already dominion of. Like she couldn't eat of it, but they were given it to manage already. Amen? You know? Um, anyway, we'll get more into that later. Okay? Okay, so uh, first thing, we have dominion over all things that God has created. Verse 27. So God created man in his own image, and the image of God, he created him male and female. So let's talk about that a little bit. So we're creating God's image. What is some of the questions that come from there? So we're chewing now, right? So we're creating God's image. What is maybe one of the first thoughts that come to your mind? What does God look like? Or God looks like us, right? Because we don't know what God looks like, but we do know what we look like. And so the assumption would be that image talks about like a picture, right? And so if we know what we look like, then God must look like us, okay? But let's talk about that a little bit more. Um, how do we know that God isn't talking about like a physical stature? Okay, we all look different. So what does God actually look like? Probably Hawaiian, right? Long hair, curly, no muscles, rib, not, not blonde hair, blue eyes, right? Long hair, short hair, long hair, short. Yeah, right. So, yeah, resurrected. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So probably not physical. Okay. Uh, and that's not just uh, because I feel like thinking that. There's also scriptures that confirm that okay so a couple of scriptures for tonight um let's go hebrews uh no no let's go um uh john 4 24 so john 4 24 is up on the screen god is what spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth amen so that's a great scripture uh hebrews 1 verse 3 okay um jesus is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power after making purification for um, sins. He sat down at the right hand of the majesty of the on high, okay? Second um, <clears throat> uh, Corinthians 4.4. 4. Yeah, it also talks about Jesus being the, the image of God, okay? But we understand that it, it wasn't just um, the physical attributes of who Jesus was as being the image of God, yeah? What are we, 
This is actually a pretty cool thing. The, as many scriptures as we have about Jesus, you guys realize that we don't actually have any scriptures that talk about his physical makeup? Anybody think that's kind of interesting? Like the one scripture we have of his makeup was from Isaiah, who was a prophet hundreds of years before Jesus came. And he, and he didn't really talk about the, the physical attributes of who Jesus was, yeah? And think about that. If, if, the, if we're talking about the image of God, if Jesus was the direct image of God, don't you think we would have, and if, if the answer to this question was our physical attributes, don't you think we would have some kind of something, like the, the color of his skin, uh, how tall he was, facial hair, how long his hair was, the color of his eyes. Like, we probably would have something, right? Like, if you're describing a person, how many of you here would probably describe, hey, you know Brother Joe? Who's Joe? Yeah, the Filipino brother with the kind of curly hair, the guy over there. You know? Like, you're going to talk about physical attributes, right? Most of the people, not most, I think all the people who talked about Jesus post-Jesus leaving didn't just talk about his physical attributes because they understood that the significance of who Jesus was didn't have anything to do with his physical attributes. It had everything to do with what was on the inside of him. Is that good? That's good stuff right there. Okay? I remember the first time I came to the realization that we didn't have any physical description about Jesus and I was like, ah, that's kind of crazy. You know? And yet, when we think about image in this world, it's all about the physical. Amen? When we talk about image, like, it's about, am I, you know, I get earrings, the coolest hat, and, you know, like, I'm just, like, my tattoo, and, like, you know? Image is about not just your physical, even goes beyond with, with what, I, what I clothe myself with, with the things that I own, with, like, oh, man. When we talk about image, right, the last thing that we talk about with image is what's on the inside the world is consumed with what is on the the outside right so uh here's a scripture for you first john 2 16 so everything of this world we got that blair uh, so first john 2 16 everything of this world and 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 what john is going to say is he's going to outline what this world is kind of made of okay and he's looking at it with like motive eyes rather than on the outside so he says the desire of the flesh the desires of the eyes the pride in possession is not from the father but it is from the world is that good isn't that a good summary of what our, what our, our world is kind of made of yeah the desires of the flesh of the eyes the pride in life the pride in possession wanting more things storing up more things wanting our image and our image to be like top-notch but for us as believers, okay, we were created in God's image, but it wasn't a physical thing, okay? All right, what else wasn't? It probably wasn't an intellectual thing, right? Because God is all-knowing and we don't know all things, amen? It probably wasn't God's um, uh, immortality, right? Like creating God's image, like to live forever. Like God, he's not even the one who lives forever because he, he never started. You guys get that? Like God is the pre-existing one. Like he is. 
That's why when he says, like, who are you? And he's like, I am. You know, like, who are you? I am. Huh. Okay. <laughs> that helps me understand you a lot, God. Awesome. Yeah? So God is, uh, God is. Yeah? And so when we talk about created in his image, we probably won't, even though Adam and Eve were supposed to live forever, it was still like, that was still something that was created, you know? Like they were created into a place where they were supposed to live forever, yeah? But they weren't, uh, they didn't get that in and of its, of themselves. So, so the question, chances are that when God says, let's create them in man and woman in our image, he was probably talking about our, uh, our character, our morality, yeah, our, our moral disposition. So it's disposition, right? Qualities, okay? That we would actually be created in God's image and we would be like God. Doesn't that make sense? Like for those who um, believe in Jesus Christ, what is the title that we're given? You are Christians, yeah? Or little mini Jesuses. You are like that Christ guy, okay? Even though I'm a guy a girl i'm young i'm old like we all can be like christ not that we look like christ because we didn't really know what he looked like and he probably didn't look like any one of us okay but it wasn't an image thing it was something that was a lot deeper than that when the world is looking on the exterior jesus is looking on the the interior amen okay so uh colossians 3 10 yeah i think we have that on uh oh not that verse yeah colossians 3 10 uh it's coming <clears throat> i can read it for you also uh let's go from yeah and have put on the new self oh yeah there we go Say, so uh, put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator. Okay, so part of um, who we are in God's image, yeah, deals with knowledge of the creator. And as we understand uh, who the creator is, we ourselves start to change. Okay, that's a big statement right there. When God says, let's create them in our image, okay, He's shaping in us to something that would be like him. Yeah? The qualities and characteristics of God. That when we love, we would love like God. When we behave, we would behave like a God would behave. I mean, that not that like a, a real big aspect of our Christian lives, right? That if we are Christians, we should act and behave like Jesus did. Right, following the teachings of Christ. Like, how do we live in this world? We live according to the path that has been laid out before us, set by Jesus. Yeah. So Jesus says, uh, "You shall um, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbors as you love yourself." Yeah. Jesus says, "As I've forgiven you, you should also forgive one another." Yeah. So when we are uh, headed into this life and, and uh, relating with other people, how should we behave on there? 
people. We should understand that how I love God, yeah, or how I love others reflects my love for God. And so if I say I love God, I need to love others. And one of the things I want to do in my love for one another is forgive. And why should I forgive? Because God forgave me, you know? And so in how we treat one another, we want to make sure that uh, we're not just functioning on our own instincts, we're functioning on God's leading, yeah? We're functioning on the, the very word of God, amen? Okay, um, Okay, verse 28, and then I'll, uh, 28, God said, uh, so God created them, he gave them dominion, he created them in their image, and then what's the third thing God, God did? Verse 28, God, what? That was the first thing he gave them, in 26, 27, he created them in his image, the third thing is, God, what? Yeah, God bless them. them. Amen? I like that, I like that. What did God do? Bless them. Be less. That's probably biblical, you know. Be less than me and multiply. <laughs> okay? So God God blessed them, right? Hey, that's a you guys should be ecstatic tonight. That the first thing God did was, hey, I'm gonna create them, I'm gonna give them rule over thing everything I've created. And then let's create them in in my image, right? In our image, that they're gonna be like me, like knowing the difference between good and evil. Ah, that, that's so good. Okay, that's so good right there. So what was the temptation from last week? Like to be like God, right? To understand the difference between good and evil. What was the truth? The truth was they already knew what the difference between good and evil was. Yeah? The difference between light and darkness. Adam and Eve knew that the goodness of this world was found in the Father and obedience in the Father. You guys want to hear a good scripture? I've been just mulling over recently. It's from 1 Peter. It says, through our obedience to Jesus, we are purifying our souls. How good is that? You got to find it. It's on your own. Yeah? Huh? 1 Peter 2.11? Does anybody remember verse? Oh, you just showed it? Oh, I was like, hey, good stuff. Okay. Hey, how good is that verse, right? That through our cooperation with God and his word, our very souls are being purified. How many of us, so, so what's odd with that? Why is that, why is that a profound statement? Okay, it means that we're not pure to start with. Amen for that. Okay, what else does it assume? Huh? Okay, we can become pure. So we're not pure. We can become pure. We can become pure through our obedience. What else? That through our obedience, yeah, our souls are being made whole again. What are we missing from that statement? Where are we purified from? Yeah. I mean, we, we preach that. That's the good news, right? The good news is God is holy, man is not holy, and we've been made holy by what? The work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Right? Hey, most of the time when we think about our purification, how many of us think that we are hands off in that process? 
that it's the work of Jesus Christ, the completed work of Jesus Christ on the cross that I am saved. Amen? But we understand that God is in this for a relationship. That we actually, yes, Jesus, what he did on the cross was perfect. And into that perfection, God invites us to stay. God says, hey, I created a perfect dwelling place, but you actually have to step into it. I can make you whole, but you got to trust in me. You got to follow me. You got to follow my ways. You got to follow my truth. So when we understand So in the beginning, God created, right? God spoke and he created everything that we see. Yeah? God created life by his word. Fast forward to the times of Jesus. The word became flesh and it dwelt amongst us. This word, right? So when, so as our role, one of our roles as believers, right, is to, to fix our eyes on God's word not just the emotion that we get caught up in because his word is the light onto our path you guys following me there yeah and as we dedicate ourselves to god's word not only can we save ourselves but we can also save our hearers yeah that's uh first timothy chapter four where Paul is talking to Timothy and says, hey, dedicate yourself to God's word because as you preach it, not only will you save yourself, but you'll also save your hearers. Okay, so the takeaway for tonight, okay? So we're talking about um, this kind of a back-to-school message, right? A back-to-life message. And really, this is applicable not only to students, to all those who are out of school, okay? To myself, we want to understand what our role is in this world. We're talking about black and white Christianity. Okay? One of the main things that we want to discern in this world is that we are to be uh, the rulers of our atmosphere. We want to be able to take dominion of our surroundings. So if we are called to be led by God's word, yeah, and filled with his spirit, when we step into a setting that is unfamiliar, we don't let the people who are around us set the tone for the place. We let God's word set the tone for the place. Like the decisions that we make aren't because of the decisions that everybody else is collaborating on, the decisions that we make in this life is not on our own accord, but it's according to God's word and his leading. So we're talking about black and white Christianity. You guys are going back into schools and going into a world of predominantly non-believers who don't know, like, at best, they're like, I have faith in God. Who's God? I don't know. There's so many, especially in Hawaii, who say they have a relationship in God, but they don't even own a Bible. So how are they to determine the difference between right and wrong if they don't actually have the, the final supreme being, right? Like, if you're not following it 
in the, if you're not following God's ways in this world, you're following everybody else's ways. Yeah? Teachers, the popular kid, the, the coolest thing on, on the web, like, and, and that's why there's so many different styles, right? There's so many different, like, uh, fads that come and go. Why? Because it's all shaped and formed by man. Why do the laws of the land change? If it's a law, it's a law, shouldn't it be unchangeable? But the laws are always changing. Why? Because they're created and they're governed and they're uh, voted on by man. But the law of the land and the law of man is limited and it will not take us to heaven. There is only one path that will lead us to heaven and it will lead others to heaven. And if this year you want to be the cool cat around school and you want to be the one who gets all the followers and all the likes and you want to be popular, follow the ways of the world. And I'm sure you'll be cooler by the end of this year. But if you want to make a difference in eternity, if you want to not just create a fad, but you want to create something that lasts like a legacy, my challenge is to you is to dive more into God's word. To take dominion of your area and not allow other people to determine your behavior. I mean, I got sucked into it when I was in school. Like, like nobody really sweared around my house. And then, like, guys would swear at school. And then what did I catch myself doing? In my frustration, what would I do? Yeah, I would swear and I would cuss. Why? Because I wasn't being guided by God's word. I was being guided by what I was hearing around me. I love that verse. It says, faith comes through hearing and hearing God's word. There's something that happens when we not just read God's word, but we hear God's word, you know? Like I love that version app, you know? Like when I'm driving, boom, version, and I just pop in a, like a verse and I just, it just reads God's word, you know? And I'm like, that's action. Like recently, I guess I've been thinking about uh, First Peter and, and that word from First Peter has just been, I've just been munching on it, you know? Like through my own obedience, through my partnership with God, what happens? My soul gets purified, you know? Like my soul is being saved. Like shock, I thought my soul was saved already. But it's also being like, there's a, a partnership. There's a relationship. Hey, what we're doing here on a Monday night isn't just like church. It's not just a service. Like it's, this is a time where we get to come and open up God's word. Like tonight, we didn't even sing anything, you know? Like we prayed a little bit. We opened up God's word. Why? Because I feel like this is the most important aspect of what we do here. Because... Maybe there's a chance that none of you guys are reading your Bibles from Monday to Monday. So it's good that a large part of what we do here on a Monday is word-centered. Okay? So my encouragement to you is to take hold of your relationship with God and don't be a naive Christian. Like if you have deep knowledge of God's word, it will be applicable to every single 
area in your life every class every relationship every activity every decision you make if you have God's word it will be applicable to every single thing you do if you don't have God's word good luck because you're asking advice from your counselor your teacher your friends who like it's like the blind leading the blind like if you're gonna ask advice from anybody don't ask any of your peers that's good advice right there okay because they in that whole mess with you they're like well I did this you should try that shoots like hopefully if you're asking advice ask advice from somebody who's a little bit wiser than you are a little bit older than you are and even the older ones check what they're telling you because old people give jacked up advice too amen amen